Welcome to the party. I'm Sam Ekstrom of Locked On Sports Minnesota. In moments, Ron Johnson will join us from Mexico. This is going to be electric. Hey, this is Arif Hassan with the Wide Left Substack. Uh, we've already taken prop bets on how shirtless and the nature of the shirtlessness of Ron Johnson is. I'm Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings. What a week! For the 2021 Vikings coaching staff. <laughs> Luke Inman at Luke underscore Spinman. And Ron hyped up J.J. McCarthy so much. Now the Vikings have to trade up to get him. That's why we sent him to Mexico. Right? Locked on Sports Minnesota podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. It's time for the Minnesota football party. What's up, everybody, and welcome in Thursday edition of the Minnesota Football Party here on Locked On Sports Minnesota. Also, listening to us on the Locked On Vikings audio feed, we appreciate that. Find us, SiriusXM app, Amazon Fire, Roku, or perhaps the 24-7 YouTube live stream here at Locked On Sports Minnesota. Smash that subscribe button to get notified. We'd appreciate that. You met Luke's, you met Arif, I'm Sam Ekstrom. On today's show, Justin Jefferson leaving some ominous messages through Tom Pelissero about his intentions or what his demands are around the Vikings quarterback search. Uh, DJ Wanham's future? Yes, we continue our free agent series. Will he be back? And we look at possible bridge options. Okay. Luke Braun's cracking up. Um, and Ron Johnson's not even here yet. Reef's already annoyed. I love it. <laughs> We are brought to you today by Game Time. Before you guys start brawling, uh, today's episode (laughs) is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. I I feel like I missed something, so I need to actually go to Luke Braun here. So so Mike Zimmer hired as Cowboys defensive coordinator, as you alluded to in your tease. Was there another item? About 2021 coaches. Okay, what else? New Orleans Saints are going in on that 2021 offense. They loved what they saw. Kubiak? Did they hire Kubiak? Kubiak and Rick Dennison. Oh, Rick Dennison. Somebody blocked Andre Patterson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody, the Giants. The Giants Giants blocked Andre Patterson. Makes sense because it was like they were interviewing him for like a lateral move and the Giants were like, well, okay. Sorry. You can't do you're that. A, yeah. You're a division <laughs> rival, first of all. Right. right? right. Yeah. <laughs> I believe I, that was, it's, that was it's almost disrespectful to ask. Right. Yeah, exactly. Which is good Which because is, they're division rivals. You should disrespect them. Yeah. Who did, also, what, was not, it Stefanski not, who Zimmer blocked from getting yes, going Stefanski, lateral? Because yeah. he was like, dude, I stuck not it out. Lateral. When we had the- That's the thing. Zimmer blocked a promotion back when you could do that, right? Oh, wow. Yeah, when it wasn't seen as it was QB coach to OC. Yeah, right. yeah, and they right. were every, and they wanted him to be OC, and he blocked that, and then he gave a rant about loyalty. Right and he now, like, he is yeah. asking Andre Patterson to abandon the Giants. Hilariously, <laughs> also the Giants. It was the Giants but who asked. Still the, the Giants both times. I I would suggest that Zimmer sees no contradiction in this because he still sees the greater loyalty Andre Patterson has to him as opposed to the employer who pays him. So I imagine that there's no contradiction in loyalty terms here, but it is very funny. It's, it's good to have Zimmer back in the league, but this brings to an end. I think the window where Zimmer could have gone scorched earth on the Vikings and we, he never did it like credit Zimmer's agent or just his own discipline. 
he never did an interview. He never went in on all well, the bad stuff. Yet. That say again? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not written yet. You gotta wait. You gotta wait for you know your editor to go over your book before you can publish. I think. I think we got a couple of years of him in Dallas, and then book comes out, and we all read it, and we talk about it on the show. Then we'll finally That'd be a see great slow play on Zimmer's part because I thought it was, and I even heard that there were whispers in this market of him talking to people here, and he never actually went on the record. He never did it. Um, and I feel like now we're going to have to wait for the book because now he's like in the NFL. Now it's less kosher for you to like just take pot shots at people. So good it, it for Zimmer for getting a job. It also but... would not be uncharacteristic for him to just go off while still employed by the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, he'll like, just entirely... lose it in a presser in like week eight. Yeah. And be like, it's it... like what Rick Spielman did to me. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, I would be disappointed on Mark Murphy's behalf, uh, because he wasn't able to go down to the ranch and get the interview himself. To wait Ryan until Murphy, week nine Brian, is that Sorry, was Ryan, a Mark Ryan Craig, Murphy. Brian Murphy, hybrid. Mark Craig, Mark right? Murphy. They're both, they're both the columnists <laughs> that go hybrid. down to the ranch. I just right. combined them. Um, <laughs> it is just those two, right? Like I'm not. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, Courtney went. Courtney got oh, the Courtney. invite. Yeah. Um, Joe Schmidt got the invite. It actually got to the point where getting the invite wasn't cool anymore. No offense to the cool? people that went later because well, okay, it happened, I never got an invite. It happened to so many out. people. So it turned yeah. out he was just bored and lonely <laughs> down on the ranch. He's just started to invite everybody he could. I, I think Zim was very business. proud of his property and wanted to show off what he yeah. built. I yeah. honestly think that was it. Like to uh he liked to, you know, have the beat writers try to what's it called the um clay pigeons you wanted him to shoot the oh, clay pigeons and embarrass yeah um your simple clucky range yeah we got a lot to get to um justin jefferson via tom pelicero wants to know the vikings plan at quarterback before he signs long term this to me this is a great telegraph i think that the Vikings aren't assuring anybody in the building that, oh, hey, Kirk is coming back. We're going to get this worked out. That's not happening. That's that's kind of a nice little piece of evidence, I think, subtly, that the Kirk thing is – I mean, I think, I think he's gone. I think he's gone. Um, and I feel like this lends a little credence to that, that Justin Jefferson does not know the future plan. Do the Vikings know the future plan? Can you blame Justin Jefferson for wanting to know the plan? Uh, Luke Inman, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, hey, first of all, makes sense that he wants to know, right? He's uh, potentially about to sign a deal that's going to keep him here for the, what, next five, six years or so. He wants to know who's going to be throwing him the ball. I would, too. Anybody would. Or at minimum, hey, can you let me in on the game plan, what it's going to look like the next few years? I think he's a big enough piece to the puzzle. I think he's got the right to ask that question. I mean, you don't know unless you ask, right? No, I think about it like this. He wants to know the quarterback situation, what it's going to look like. It'd be weird if he didn't want to know, right? But at the end of the day, the number one priority here is not the quarterback. The number one priority is, is becoming the highest non-paid quarterback in the league or, or getting paid what he thinks he's worth. And he's already come out and said that. And again, nothing wrong with that in my book. The dude's the best 20, uh, uh, receiver in the league. He just turned 25 years old. He should want what he's worth and what he deserves. That's normal. You got to cash in in this league when you can. I get that. At the end of the day, you know, there's nothing more important than than getting that check and, and feeling secure 
on the financial end of things. I mean, we already saw the numbers he put up with Nick Mullins. We already know what the worst mm-hmm. case scenario is going to look like production wise. It's still pretty good. And yet he wants to win. Of course he does. But first and foremost, I think he just wants to be paid like the Nick Bosa's of the league. He wants to be the highest paid receiver in the league. And so I think making the right business decisions for him is more important than this quarterback situation. And if that means, you know, no deal gets done here this offseason and he wants to skip, what he skipped last year? OTAs? That he skips OTAs again. He maybe skips mandatory minicamp. He skips even training camp. I'm not really going to blame him for that. If it gets to that point, there's there's too much on the line. It gets too risky for a fluky injury, flushing potentially millions of dollars down the drain. So, yeah, who's throwing him the ball? Uh, uh, you know, what's the short and long-term game plan of the entire organization? I think he's got every right to sit down with Kwesi and KOC and ask those questions before he does sign a long-term deal. But if that Brinks truck backs up and pays him what he's worth, then I think all that other stuff you know, it's just him wanting to win and wanting to be included in the conversations because he is competitive. We know that. And and he wants to win a Super Bowl someday like everybody else in this league. And, and that's what, you know, a part of, of, you know, the equation of what makes Justin Jefferson so great. So I think until a deal gets done, I think protecting himself, making the right business decisions is what you're going to see him do on and off the field because it is a business at the end of the day and he's got to protect his investment. Yeah, I, t- I tend to think that you're right. The contract holds more weight than the QB decision mm-hmm. because you don't sign. Okay, you've got 19 guaranteed. You do sign. You've got like 70 million guaranteed or whatever the number ends up being, and, and that's going to carry a lot of weight. And I think a good manager would tell him to sign the deal, Justin. But, Arif, could this become a, a sticky wicket for Quazy where you've got your best, most valuable player lobbying? Maybe he is. I I don't know if he is for sure, but we've heard a lot of people lobbying for Kirk. Please sign Kirk back. Brian O'Neill said it. Um, CJ Ham came on the Ron Johnson show and basically said it as well. You got a lot of people on that offense that like Kirk Cousins. You can't let that influence your decision making. Like I, I don't think that even someone as valuable as Justin Jefferson should sway you off of your plan. What do you think? I mean, I agree with you. I also think it it kind of doesn't matter. Obviously, you know, Luke kind of spelled out like, hey, you know, this contract is going to carry more weight. But I also think that, you know, if you have a plan at quarterback that you think is going to maximize wins and it's not necessarily to re-sign Kirk Cousins, you can't you can't move off from that, I think, because it's the most important decision that you can make as an organization. Right. Like the the Packers not retaining Jake Kumaro or whatever for Aaron Rodgers, like that's different. Right. Uh, you, you can hold on to a special teamer for your quarterback, but for your receiver, you can't really change a quarterback decision because you're job is to put that receiver in the best position to win and if you disagree with that receiver about what that looks like that's just what you're doing because the quarterback could matter more right um i mean we saw that like patrick mahomes probably would have liked to have kept tyreek hill right and uh doesn't matter you've patrick mahomes right so like if you've got a quarterback plan the quarterback's going to matter more than the receiver right so um i think that that primarily matters as to your point about like the signal versus no i don't think this means anything in regards to that. I think the Vikings have been very clear about what their plan is, which is that they do want to re-sign Kirk Cousins. I think it is more than just public posturing. I think they genuinely do want to re-sign Kirk Cousins. I think they've transmitted that idea to Justin Jefferson. And I think that Jefferson is just saying, well, until he re-signs, you don't have a plan yet. 
which is fine. I don't think that there's any signal happening here with this leak. I don't think that the Vikings are keeping their cards close to the vest or anything like that, right? Like, I think, um, I don't think it's an instance where they're like, well, if Justin Jefferson doesn't know, no, he knows, but they need to sign him for him to be confident in that knowledge. So I, you think that he's back been a little told, bit you think that he's been told Kirk, they want to bring Kirk back. You think that's the messaging that he's received? We've been yeah. told they want to bring Kirk We've back. We've been told that several times but in public, in pressers. Is he going to contradict that messaging to Jefferson? Like, hey, we said like eight times we want to re-sign Kirk Cousins, and we've been very desperate about that fact. Yeah, just but ignore actually, all that. Though. No, we don't. Yeah. Actually, we don't. I'm, right? I'm more no, skeptical not, about Even if that's messaging. the case. But still I mean, trust communicating. No, no, right. Sam, I, I, I understand your point about like public messaging not being necessarily 100% clear. But I think that it tends to be in like one direction, right? Like it tends to be unclear when it's not losing negotiating leverage, right? Like I think that in the instance where a team says we really want to re-sign this player, uh, they are very honestly just being earnest about that. Like I don't think that teams, especially with when the team is as consistent as the Vikings about that, I don't think teams are doing that because they don't really gain a huge advantage by saying that. Like, I guess they ameliorate somebody like Justin Jefferson by lying about that. But I think that the way that the Vikings have approached this, they've made it very clear they want to re-sign Kirk Cousins. Extremely clear. And I think they told Justin Jefferson that. And I think that they wouldn't they wouldn't transmit a different message to Jefferson because I think that they wouldn't trust that not to be a leaky ship, right? Like, if they said privately, like, hey, actually... Yeah, JJ would definitely blow that secret. A hundred percent. Right. So like, I, I think that they've been very consistent with their public messaging to Justin Jefferson. Okay. Okay. I think uh, it's, speaking I of think... consistency in public mes- messaging, uh, Justin Jefferson lied a lot at the Super Bowl. If Tom Pelissero's reporting is not also some kind of smokescreen because he went on like three different interviews and said that QB doesn't matter to him. Like literally use the words doesn't matter. Uh, so, you know, Guess we're, we're well, doing that. Tom Pelissero probably got it from Jefferson's agent, right? Like the agent was probably right. like, "Hey, it, it we're, we've got some concerns that maybe you could grease the wheels with some additional guarantees, but we've got some concerns, right? Like because the yeah. more concerns that you presented in a negotiation, the more the Vikings would have to give up in theory to make the to Fair. make the deal happen. So the agent might be like, "Hey, if you don't have this quarterback thing resolved, like I don't know, it's going to be tough. Maybe you got to throw another." Three million guaranteed in order for the, like I that yeah. might be is you know, is that the deal? is it like because like the thing about it is we he will know before they even start talking about a contract what the deal is at quarterback because it'll be after the draft right like or is are, are we only worried about the world where they're like okay Gardner Minshew in a dream which I mean, is like not that. a long term situation you know yeah. Um, let me Fun. play. A like, game what's with the you guys? scenario that we're worried about? I guess that makes Justin Jefferson say no. Is it that he will he will say no if it's anyone but Kirk? Is that is that the implication? Because I, he's I also, passed up Kirk I so much over the last it, couple like, months. Very unusual. Like if the Vikings do draft like a, a rookie quarterback or whatever, I would find it fascinating if Justin Jefferson was like, "Well, this guy's garbage." <laughs> like yeah bring like back I've, nick mullins I, and josh yeah. i yeah. i have seen so <laughs> many it's like i watched that maddie i'm out all right all right, all right. Uh, but no like i've seen so many situations where like team like teammates will want like clarity the quarterback situation then a rookie quarterback comes in and they're like oh i love this dude this rookie this rookie's different 
he is so good at quarterback. Oh my God, we've never seen a quarterback like it. And it's like, yeah, it's Bryce Young, man. We've never seen like a 185 pound quarterback, but that's not a good thing. It's weird that you're talking about it like that, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, like they'll they'll talk up the guy that they get. Let me play a game with you guys. It's pretty unprecedented for someone in Justin Jefferson's position to be available via trade, not saying he is, but if it were on the table, it would be, I think, groundbreaking for someone of his caliber who doesn't appear to have any, there's not like off the field problems. There wasn't a steep dip in production. Um, you know, most of the time when a wide receiver is traded in their prime or even before their prime, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Something wrong with Justin Jefferson. So let me give you the terms of a trade. I'm just going to progressively get no. more and more. Raise your hand when it's enough for you to pull the trigger. First and a third. Sam, Tyreek was traded for a first, a second, and two fourths. I'm progressing from a low point, Arif. Settle down. <laughs> he's, starting, he's negotiating. First, yeah, but like, he's willing to go up. Hey, I got lunch soon. Let's pick up a the first, pace. Like, Let's just stop right there. I, 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 we got to do another sponsor segment so I can eat. I, <laughs> uh, no, first, wait, a second, third? no. Okay. Okay. You don't have to say anything. You just need to say when it's enough for you. First, two seconds, and a fourth. I'll consider it, but I'll probably say two first. No, I'll consider that one. Two, two first, first. Uh, maybe. I'll keep going. Still Which, not there. It depends on the team. If the team is, it, it, it's the true. Team this is, like is true. Cheats, I'm glad Arif brought this up. This is true. No. This is right? true because that's a if huge I, if it's difference. Like two thirtieth overall picks. I'm saying no. But if it's like, you know, if it's like the Panthers, oh, absolutely right. <laughs> Who doesn't have a lot of ammo right now? But like, yeah, even like a team in, in the back right, half, yeah. right? Like the Broncos or some, just somebody who I feel good about that could be potentially a top 10 pick. And just as background too, if you look at the history of big receiver trades, mm-hmm. most of them don't get multiple firsts. I mean, no, Amari, I mean uh, and, and most of them aren't Justin Jefferson either, but in a sense, Amari Brandon Cooper, multiple firsts, but over Percy multiple Harbin, trades. Uh, and like Moss. you said with all these, Sam, yeah, Diggs, Percy, OBJ went for Jabril Peppers, a first and a third, Amari yeah. Cooper. But yes. most of these, like you said, Sam, and pointed out, great point, most of all of these, there was some sort of issue. Either they were on the mm-hmm. tail end, they were 28, 29, 30, 31-ish, or there was an issue. Keyshawn Johnson went for two firsts, and he was going into his fifth year. There were some issues there. I think it was John Gruden, the Bucks, or whatever the situation was. Uh, Terrell Owens, Antonio yeah. Brown, Brandon Cooks was traded twice for a first rounder um the only one i found interesting you probably looked at the same list sam but but the santana moss for lavernius coles just a swap of two at the time upper echelon receivers not elite i thought that was pretty funny i kind of forgot about that one but you're right this is rare scenario here if he were to get traded that's why for me three firsts that's like where the conversation starts, which is unrealistic. Starts. And that's why it probably wouldn't happen. Yeah. Starts. Yep. If the commanders were like two firsts, I'd be okay. like, yeah. 100%. Yeah. If the commanders, sure. Okay. <laughs> two firsts and some change. Absolutely. Okay. We'll talk. My door's open. Is one of yeah. those two overall? Because yeah. my deal has always been, does this get me a quarterback? And if it doesn't, we got worse. Another Wait, good that's point. that's kind Another of that's kind point. of why I want an early pick. Like I probably have yeah. two overall, but like, like if they're 
If they're trading 2024 and 2025, I'm thinking now, about it. Now, this is funny Because if they get like Drake scenario, May and then he gets to throw to Justin Jefferson, we sure that team's playing high? Picking high? <laughs> that, that's, like, that's another that's point. That's part of it. Like, it is, it you, is you the commies. you got to factor that in. You know, anything's possible. you got to factor that in. Uh, True. Um, the other thing, too, is you anything got Marvin possible Harrison. Commies. you got Marvin Harrison Jr. staring at you right in the face. So if I can trade two for mm. JJ. And obviously, he's established. Okay, you know yeah, what you're if, getting. But if, there's some if temptation if, there. If, we're talking of this year's draft and they're and they're offering like two i'd be like hey justin we've had great times haven't we right, right. <laughs> we're gonna hit the reset button and go get marvin and, Harrison Jr. or hey, whatever dan snyder's out of the you got options you'll be fine. i'm getting drake may were you kidding me like i love you marvin i'm getting drake may then you trade up from 11 with the extra change that you got, you know, throwing a, a third and a fourth. Straight up. There, right? No, man, I'm just like, oh, what? I'm two at Drake May, 11 I'm picking like Roma Dunze or whoever, right? Like it, it's a good receiver. It's draft. a loaded trade up for yeah. anybody. You take yeah. two, you take two guys in the third, fourth round, fifth round, somewhere. Yeah, I'm, I'm, take, I'm taking value. a receipt. Like if I'm trading Jefferson and I get two for it, I get Drake May. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also grabbing a receiver at 11. And then I'm also grabbing a receiver in Ricky in one Pearsall of the from picks. Florida. And then something. I'm grabbing a receiver with a sixth round pick. I'm grabbing three because it's like, I am not going to screw yeah. this up. Right? I am not going to Troy Williamson my way out of this. I'm in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Every game, it's going to be like the Pac 12. So maybe. Uh... Maybe maybe Penix or Knicks would be more at home. There you go. Because every game is going to be about 55 to 45. <laughs> yeah. um, Ron Johnson from Mexico when we return on the Minnesota football party. Ron Mexico. <laughs> this next segment is brought to you by our sponsor, Better Help. You know, we uh, we like to rant about, about sports on this show. Sports mean a lot to us. We need to get it off our chest. We're talking about Justin Jefferson getting traded. That works us up. But, uh, you know, life has more than just arguing about your uh, favorite sports teams or sports debates or sports issues. When you have real issues to discuss, big or small, uh, you want to get those off your chest with somebody who can listen. And uh, with better help, you have that opportunity. So if you're looking... Into trying therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's totally online. It's designed to be flexible, suited to your schedule, and uh, can be really helpful to discuss all the issues in your life. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn to get 10% off your first month. BetterHelp. It is flexible. It is easy. It is helpful. It's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOn. All right, Ron Johnson about to join us for Mexico. He hosts the Ron Johnson show on Tuesdays. He had CJ Ham on the most recent episode. Now I see his little box down there. I don't see Ron. I don't see anything in the box. It's okay, spinning. We got some Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi craziness going on. We'll see if he pops up. That's not what I wanted. That's what I wanted. And uh we'll get back to Ron if he right. uh if he does show up. Um so carrying on quickly with the Justin Jefferson thing. So Luke said he starts at three firsts. I think I probably temp, I start at two firsts. I think that's what I would temper it down to. And I would build from there. So two firsts. And then can I get a couple seconds? Can I get a starter? Can I get two firsts, two seconds and a starter, you know, like the um, Seahawks got with Shelby Harris, like someone like that. Then maybe if I could finagle three firsts, that's probably the max right? Because of the rules, you can't go more than three years out. So odds are three first is about as well as you could do. 
plus I mean, other picks. I mean, as the well. Bears have multiple firsts, right? Like, I know you don't want to do an in division trade, but you could get four, right, from the Bears. Hey, in let's theory. go. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I want to recreate that Jets. What was it? 2001 draft class where they had four first round picks. They took like uh, Chad Pennington, a tight end. You guys remember this? Uh, I mean, apparently the guys they picked were not that memorable because no, they weren't trailing off immediately. No, <laughs> I trailed off quick, man. <laughs> that happened quick, dude. No, like LT, uh, no, like some Ladini tight Thomas end. <laughs> yeah, like uh, no, Wayne Krabet, maybe. No, hold on. Now I got to find it. But yeah, uh, uh, why well, you look it up? Yeah, dude, it, it was hilarious because that's when they still held the draft at uh, Radio City Music Hall, so it was that's in right. New York. So you got the diehard Jets fans in there, and just after every pick, it was just like we got Rob. We got Ron. We got Ron from Mexico. Ron, do you know what I had to do this morning? I had to uh, get the snow plow out of the garage. Didn't work. Had to manually shovel my my driveway this morning. How was your morning? Well, you know, uh, woke up, birds chirping, um, sat out on our deck. We just uh, hung out. The kids actually are like two bungalows over with the grandparents so we had no kids this morning so yeah wow. so it's, uh, it's a good morning ran on the beach did a three mile run uh ran some stairs and then uh you know now i'm about to go down to the beach and just hang out play a little volleyball oh, what's the same as sam then got it yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah. so really what's, what's our the temperature were equal it's, it, it's a chilly uh let's see my watch says it's like a chilly 87 right now beautiful <laughs> fantastic <laughs> oh man uh, I hate you. Um, Justin Jefferson in a trade, Ron. What would be your starting point in negotiations? If there was a trade that was going to happen, what would you need to get back if you were crazy? Um, I would need a Super Bowl back. Uh, if you want Justin Jefferson, I need whoever is going to take him. When you win the Super Bowl, if you're going and you're playing us, you have to lose to us. <laughs> in the fine print. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like some way, somehow you have to lose to us. We know it's scripted anyway, so might as well put that in there. Right, uh, right. You right. Could you imagine the anxiety sure of a Super Bowl appearance Super Bowl. against the team you traded Justin Jefferson to? Everyone yeah, would be a hundred percent sure that we would lose, and Jefferson would be Super Bowl. What, MVP, but what yeah. an incredible set of narratives to work through. That is just such a good yeah story. I'm and to the to right. the Bills too. Like both on having the CIA is listening. So it's like. Like Justin, right before you score, you have to fumble on the one yard line because yeah. that's there what it happens. is. But they changed I, that the rule. Beyond let, but the rule like, be changed. But now they have changed the rule. We don't get possession, <laughs> so we don't. Getting Jefferson away might be hurtful, but making him lose a Super Bowl as part of the condition is supremely painful to him personally. That would be <laughs> yeah. incredible. Um, uh, I would I, imagine I that in that point, scenario, you would tell everybody but him, and so he doesn't have to find out until the end. Right. Just say, hey, this was in the contract. We should let you know. No, I mean, a starting point, honestly, it's going to be somewhere like, you know, at least three first rounders. Um, mm -hmm. You have to think about like the haul the Lions got for Matthew Stafford. Like it's, it's got to be or yeah, the Lions, the Lions got mm -hmm. for Matthew Stafford. So it's got to be something like that. It's got to be like three first rounders, some some additional maybe second round picks. You got it. It's got to be high. Like it can't feel this like you nuts. got you got taken to the to the uh, to the woodshed. Like you gotta mm -hmm. you gotta do what the Lions did and really just say, look, if you want the best receiver in the league, you gotta you gotta mortgage your team. And uh, I mean, it worked out for the Rams though. The Rams still won the Super Bowl, and it's working out for the Lions. So I think you gotta find something like that if you do trade them. Mm -hmm. Upgrade at quarterback. That's what worked out for the Rams. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, Ron, okay, you're Kwesi, right? Let's say you've decided to let Kirk Cousins walk. You've also decided, mm -hmm. okay, maybe you're falling in love with one of these top quarterbacks that's being, you know, rumored and mocked to go higher than pick 11 where you're at. Do you make it a priority to make a trade up in the order now before free agency starts? That way teams don't have, you know, that leverage against you because they know, all right, free agency already came and went and you didn't sign Kirk Cousins. Or do you not panic? Do you just kind of let the draft fall the way it may if you got to move up on draft? day so be it because free agency starting quick and i've heard this discussion before and that means a move would have to get done here over the next three four weeks no i mean i think if you want jj mccarthy he's going to be there when you want him um i wouldn't even show my hand and try to make teams think i need to move up to get a quarterback um i'm, I'm gonna stay put because i think what they're at 11 i don't i don't yeah. see mccarthy being the top 10 pick uh unless like something crazy happens in the next couple of, of weeks but no, I would I would stay put if I'm trade if I'm letting Kirk Cousins go though, because uh, you say a walk. Kirk Cousins can do more than walk. I don't know if you saw the NFL honors. He is Magic Mike. Like with one, <laughs> he can move one he can Achilles. Scoop. He could scoop. Yeah, I would. They can let Kirk Cousins moonwalk out of here. But um, <laughs> if, if they do, like if they do go that route, then they're probably going to lose Justin Jefferson as well. Because I think that's what it sounds like from Tom Pelissero that JJ's camp wants to know what they're going to do with quarterback. So. They're going to have to share with him and whether he spills the beans on social media or not with like some cryptic uh, emojis like Stefan Diggs used to do. Um, like all of a sudden you see like crutches, broken heart, something else, then you know something's not right if, if he tweets that. So, mm -hmm. Ron. Uh, what do you think about all this stuff going on for in, in San Francisco? Steve Wilkes out this seems to be like all kinds of, of weird dramas coming out of their Super Bowl loss. They got pretty darn close. It feels like there's a lot more problems than it seemed like on the field. Yeah, a, a wise, uh, not wise. I wouldn't say this guy's wise, but uh, a guy once said, <laughs> lay off the weed. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I think Kyle Shanahan, I mean, it's legal. It's legal in California. Um, I, I think Kyle Shanahan has been smoking too much weed. Like the fact that you put up 29 points as an offense in the season, your defense has given up 17 points. They were the number two defense in the league. You held Mahomes to 19 points in regulation. You basically should have won the Super Bowl if you knew the rules. And your response is, I'm going to fire my defense coordinator. That's just weird to me. That's one. Uh, two, all of a sudden, one of their offensive linemen is an absolute savage. Like, he's tweeting out uh, about one guy on the team missing a block, and that's why Brock Purdy had to let the ball go. That same guy told Jalen Carter, like Jalen Carter said he's going to kill this guy, and, J and he responded to Jalen Carter, I believe you because you already have a body on your resume. Like, I don't know what's going on out there, that was but wild. I think it's number. I remember that it's number yeah. fifty-five. Yeah, fifty-five for the 49ers. Um, I don't know what's the truth going on out there. At the end of the day, like I, I saw somebody else tweet, like all the what they have, like they have like the number three tight end, highest paid tight end. They have the highest paid running back. They have like one of the top paid receivers. They have one of the top three paid offensive uh, left tackles. Um, they have Brandon Ayuk, who's going to be a potential top ten paid receiver when his rookie contract is deal. And you are mad about your defense. Like your one of your starting linebackers went out with an Achilles tear in the middle of the game. You guys still should have won that game. You've lost the game 28 to 3 to the Patriots. You've also lost double-digit leads. Sam Ekstrom pointed that out on my show. 
uh, that you lost three double-digit leads, and you're you're still mad about the defensive court. Like, come on. Like, at some point, like, this is what somebody once told me. If you're ugly and you look in the mirror and you can't admit that, you're not looking in the mirror. And so that's where Kyle Shanahan is at. Like, he, he, he has an ugly resume right now, and he's not looking in the mirror on how to get better. He's just, you know, that's why there's all these makeup tutorials on TikTok. Like, you see absolute, like, I mean, I'm not going to say what they look like, but they ended up looking like J-Lo by the time they're done with their tutorial of makeup. Like, Shanahan needs to get on TikTok and learn how to put some makeup on that offense because it's him. Like, it's pieces of him, and it's not the offense. It's the way he calls games. Like, he calls games great in the regular season, and then he gets to the Super Bowl or the playoffs, and it looks like he, it feels like he chokes a little bit. Like I don't, I don't know how to word it any better than that. Like I don't like Brock Purdy being under pressure. Maybe, maybe run the ball. The Falcons being up twenty-eight to three. Maybe run the ball. Like that's that's the thing that annoys me the most is like Shanahan's not taking any blame for this. Nothing for the overtime rules. Nothing for the fact that you have the best running back in the world paid wise and you're not running double screens to him and, and Kittle and, and using Debo Samuels like a Swiss Army knife. I know I know we kind of tweaked his hamstring a little bit, but that's on Shanahan. Like you can't fire the defensive coordinator for your your ineptitude, I guess I'll use the word, uh, on how to close out a game. Speaking of that Jalen Carter, John Feliciano incident, what is, and I guess you have to be, you have to be safe for the show. So uh, try to find the line here. What is the most out of pocket thing you've either said or heard someone <laughs> say to you uh, as part of trash talk during a game? And remind uh, to remind you, we will be, you know, monitored. So this is the whole answer is going to yeah, be one no. long beat. Um, yeah. I, I've never, I've never, honestly, me personally, I've never really, I was not a trash talker. Um, I, I just like to look at guys or do stuff like Glenn Mason didn't let us do it. Brian Billick was big on it. I will say some of the craziest stuff I heard is like, I think my second, my first or second year in the league uh, with Ray Lewis and just hearing some of the stuff he would say, um, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, because he, like, these guys would, like, Google and research stuff. Right, I, I, uh, I heard I remember, Ray Lewis would research, yeah, yeah, their yeah, opponents. I yeah, I remember we were playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I don't know if you guys remember this, but Joey Porter Sr. had shot himself, or got shot. I can't remember. No, he got shot. He got shot in, like, the butt at a club in a fight. And, <laughs> and like, Ray Lewis, he didn't play against us, so he's all, like, on the sideline. Right, he's on the, yeah, and he's, right, like... Yeah. And he's like chirping, chirping. Ray, like, I don't know if he's like, I don't know how they in the crossing paths, but Ray basically like did the like, I'm praying for you, Joey. Like, I hope your butt heals. Like, <laughs> and, and like he made, I can't say how he said it. I don't know. How, I don't know. I don't even know if Ray knew how he said it. And so the way he said it, the Steelers waited for us at our bus. Like at our bus, you had Joey Porter. You had, uh, I think, Heinz Ward. I can't remember who else was over there. Like Chris McAllister, Ray Lewis. Our owner ends up having to get off the bus and tell the guys to get on the bus. Because they were like, uh, what's his name? Corey Fuller. Like, all you see is Corey Fuller drop his duffel bag. It was a Louis Vuitton, though. It wasn't like a Nike. He dropped, like, his Louis bag. So he like, if you're willing to drop a Louis. Yeah, he's right, ready, he's to, serious. Yeah. ready to go. Yeah. And so he dropped his Louis bag. Like, he was about to, like, I don't know what was about to happen. But our owners kind of stopped it. But. Yeah, I don't know what else Ray said because we couldn't hear it all. 
But basically, he was like, he basically kept bringing up that this dude got shot in the butt and he couldn't play against. It was, it was like, wow. Like, that's incredible. Got, that's amazing. Like, you got shot. Like, that's like going to 50 Cent and be like, man, I'm glad you don't walk with a limp, uh, but you're not going to win this game. I know you got shot nine 50. times. Like, whoa. But yeah, no, so like, that's, that's probably the weirdest one. Um, other than that, it was the normal stuff, you know, mom, other sister. Besides all that, though. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, that was kind of one of those diabolical, I know you got shot, so I'm about to make fun of it. But also, I'm praying for your butt to heal. You know, like, it was just... <laughs> it just kind of it just reminds it me of Band of Brothers, right? Because that one guy yeah. got shot in the butt, and they keep on saying stuff like, one bullet, four holes. Like, just incredible. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I will say the Falcons, like we played the Falcons and they made jokes about Ray because, you know, he had had his deal. Right. Uh, in so Atlanta. They had a couple of jokes in it. Right. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> not only did the fans, the fans went like above and beyond with some of their costumes and outfits, but the players every once in a while, you heard a couple of guys like make a couple of jokes. Um, and I, and I, when I say jokes, like trying to get under people's skin. So it was, right. yeah, 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 that's probably. Yeah. I'm not gonna say what they said because it's I don't even know if it's still an open case. I don't want to be involved in that, but yeah. <laughs> Ron, we're calling you to the stand for uh evidence that you submitted on the Minnesota football party. I plead the Was, fifth. You'll stay in Mexico. You're not gonna get subpoenaed. <laughs> to extradite Ron Johnson. <laughs> uh Ron, lead us into we're gonna discuss this next. Um, lead us into it here. I'm gonna give you a couple bridge quarterback options if Kirk Cousin Cousins magic mics his way out of Minnesota. Um Jacoby Brissett, Jameis Winston, Gardner Minshew, Ryan Tannehill. Does anybody get your antenna up if we needed uh, a one year guy who could uh keep the seat warm while a, a rookie learns on the job? Oh my gosh. Uh I'm gonna throw <laughs> Jameis Winston away. Uh I'm gonna throw I mean, nothing against those guys. They're pros. Like, they're pros. I respect their game. Uh, I'm thinking about Kevin O'Connell's offense. I'd say Jameis Winston is too much of a wild card. Like, we already know. Dude's willing mm -hmm. to hand the ball off when your coach told you to kneel on it. Like, it, the team voted this. Like, what team? Like, we didn't vote on this. We. Um, we're not in Paris. <laughs> this is not French. Like, what are you doing? We. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, because when he said we, like, some of the players, you can see there was, like, uh, like when the reporters were asking him in the locker room, they were like, "Oh, uh, yeah, I, that's on Jameis, man. I don't know about we." Like, I, I looked it. at him confused. I didn't know. Right. Nobody knew um, what he was talking so about. So I gotta throw, yeah, I gotta throw him out of there. I'm gonna say, like, I do like, like when ten, if you think about Tannehill when he had Arthur Smith and the move, shift, motion ability that Arthur Smith. I mean, that's why Arthur Smith got the job he got. Um, mm -hmm. Still don't know if he deserves it, but he got it. Uh, when you look at what Arthur Smith did in Tennessee with that run game slash play action slash get the ball to uh, what's his name? AJ Brown, who ends up now traded and going to the Eagles dumbest trade ever. Um, that's, that's what I would say. I like, I do like Tannehill Gardner Minshew. I like him. I mean, he did help the Colts out this year. Um, I just don't know. I don't know. Like I do like, like I said, I like Tannehill because of his size and maybe I'm enamored with guys over six, three or six, three and above. Um, but when I think about Kevin O'Connell and like what he wants out of a quarterback, because he said it numerous times on podcasts, I think Tannehill kind of fits the bill and he can run though. I think we forget about that. Like Tannehill has some impressive runs. They weren't like a spectacular Josh Allen, but they were runs that he can get out of stuff. 
Um, now, I don't know he's older now. I don't know if he still has that. But throwing the ball to J.J., throwing the ball to, you know, these tight ends, he's been used to that in Tennessee. So I could see Tannehill. And Jacoby Brissett. I do like Jacoby Brissett mobility-wise. Yeah. Um, I could I could see him, too. Like, I would I would go Tannehill, Brissett, Minshew, and, and, and then uh, Tanner Morgan. Uh, and then James and- Winston. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Um, the wonders of technology. Ron Johnson calling in from Mexico. Crisp video, crisp audio, and we'll hear from him on the roundtable on Friday as this well. Hole, this hole, this golf hole behind me, too, by the way, I'm about to get a video for the show Tuesday, Sam. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's it's 375 feet over water. You got to tee off from an elevated tee box. And that's why, like, my father-in-law got me and my wife this room because, like, I like this view. Um, which, you know, thanks to my father-in-law, that was awesome for him to do. We didn't even know we were getting our own room. Like we thought we were going to be with everybody else, but literally they have all the kids, both my wife's sisters and my, and them. And then it's just us in this. (laughs) So, yeah, so, so we're, we're spoiled. And then Saturday we're moving further away from them. Like I ran today because I ran the beach to see where it's at. It's literally a mile. I ran, when I got to that mile, I was right at the new place. We're down the beach nice. with uh, all the all the thirty something year olds. Uh, we're gonna move down there, and then the kids, and then her parents' friends are gonna stay with them in there. They get a new place over in a different part of the town. Um, but yeah, no, this hole here is two sixty to clear the water. It's so either go big or go home. You can lay up, or you can pull your pants up and take the shot. So I love this hole behind me. It's perfect view. Yeah, Bryson awesome. DeChambeau it. Um, can't That's wait to awesome. see how you do. Yeah, we'll talk to you on the Friday roundtable, and then uh, we'll get some footage for the Ron Johnson show next week. Good stuff. Enjoy the day, Ron. Uh looks beautiful. And Tuesday, check in, people. We have CJ Ham on this week. We're going to have CJ next week as well. CJ Ham is opening up a vein. He talked about Kirk Cousins. He talked about JJ. Uh, and he also talks about being a father. So I think that was the key thing, him being a father. Uh-huh. And the Pro Bowl. You guys didn't even ask me about that, but we'll talk about that maybe Friday, Sam, because the Pro Bowl, the money that the winners got, they took it serious, according to CJ. It's nice. So, just saying. Yeah. $88,000. $88,000 went to the winners of a dodgeball game. So, wow. I don't know about you. 88 grand, I'm hitting you in the face. Yeah, I'm I still like the, the heck face. out of that dodgeball or game. Dodgeball. Yeah. I might, Which is good. I, I'd throw a wrench. I'd hit you with a wrench. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. That's awesome. You can dodge yeah. a wrench. Dodge a ball. Dive, dip, dodge, and dodge. dodge. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Roundtable tomorrow. Thanks a lot, Ron. All right. Ron Johnson from abroad. Uh, Let's get a word in, and then we'll be back to talk more about bridge quarterbacks and DJ Wanham on the Minnesota football party. Brought to you by Game Time. Game Time provides you with the best tickets to sports, music, comedy, and theater in your city. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and the best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Flash deals, zone deals, last-second deals. You can get tickets even an hour after the event starts. Um, with zone deals, you pick the section. Game time picks the seats for big time savings. You got to love it. And if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets. Download the Game Time app, create an account. Use code LOCKED ON for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. 
Again, create an account, redeem code locked on for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thanks to the everydayers for watching us. We're on Mondays and Thursdays, Minnesota Football Party, also on the Locked on Vikings podcast feed, Minnesota Basketball Party Wednesdays, Ron Johnson Tuesdays, Roundtable on Fridays. Let's carry on the bridge quarterback conversation just for a moment. I'm I'm with Ron. I If I had to choose between the four options I gave, I expelled uh, Baker Mayfield from the list. I just think that he's too costly at this point. Don't know if he's really a bridge anymore. Um, I don't think he's going to hit the market, right? I don't don't think he's going to hit the market. He may Uh, may not. He probably wants to stay in Tampa Bay, even though the play caller is gone. I like Tannehill, though. Of those four, he's like the least threatening option. You picked the one option that gets the Vikings older at quarterback. That's incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you can do that, I think you got to go for it. it. You got Um, it. Old, historically mid-quarterbacks. But you don't have find to a way to resurrect themselves with the Vikings. This is the Jeff George. Hey, this is McNabb the Jeff is not George. historically mid. McNabb was historically quite good. He just was clearly mid well before he arrived at the Vikings. Below mid with the Vikings. What's worse than mid? Man, he fell off <laughs> yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. Yeah, nothing that, is worse than mid. Mud. That's what that, that word has mud. evolved to mean. Yeah, that, honestly. Yeah. yeah, that was bad. I'm, I'm, I think I'm with you, Sam and Ron. I think Tannehill's the guy I'd feel best about. Plugging in for 5, 10, 12 games, whatever it may be, and and giving your team a fighter's chance every week. If, if being competitive and winning games is your top priority, I think I like Tannehill of those options. I mean, it's not like we're sifting yeah. through a bunch of future Hall of Famers or, or former Pro Bowlers right. here. I like Tannehill, though. Man, yeah. I, so first of all, for uh, the podcast listeners, uh, Ron was wearing a shirt and was not wearing uh, any type of shirt that would reveal any of his chest. So for anybody who's betting at home, right, those are the results. Plus money. Um, Plus money on, plus on the long Yeah, honestly. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. cashed out. Um, I prefer Jacoby. I like Jacoby a lot. I, I think that um, every opportunity he's had over the past three years to play football as a starter, he's actually looked pretty good. I like he's looked good. I don't know what else to say. Um, he wouldn't cost that much because he's not given that many opportunities. But like, you know, not that now that we've seen like multiple quarterbacks outplay Deshaun Watson in Cleveland, it's not really a high bar. So, uh, you know, I'm not saying a ton by saying he outplayed Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. But he did outplay Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. I think that that counts for something, at least. And I think uh, the fact that he has played in a Shanahan-style offense, I think, effectively is something. It's not like a McVay-style offense in the exact same way. It, it, it runs differently. But I think that you know he has the ability to mentor a quarterback. I think it would maybe suck for him to have to be in that situation all the time. But still, I think it's a good option for the Vikings. Um, and he, he definitely wouldn't... I. The age concerns with somebody like a Tannehill or a Cousins is that suddenly they'll just like drop off a cliff. I mean, that's how it often mm-hmm. tends to be is that these quarterbacks, like it's not a gradual decline necessarily. Um, I'm not that concerned with that with Brissett. I am that concerned with Tannehill. And I think that because he costs less, because he could actually be more effective than Tannehill, um, he's somebody that I'd be intrigued by as a bridge option. And if he loses a camp competition to, um, you know, a Michael Penix or a JJ McCarthy or, whoever we don't like now uh so be it he loses a camp competition great yeah like if you brought in hypothetically if you brought in both ryan Tannehill and jacoby Brissett, who wins the job i feel like of late it's 
Brissett, no? Like, I feel I'll like he's... Tannehill's yeah, been like, I feel like we've seen times. better quarterback play from him than we have from Tannehill of late, so that's why I'm on him. But I'll, what I'll say is, yeah, if you have a rookie that's, like, clearly meant to be the long-term guy, you just... You, whoever plays the six weeks before that dude gets ready, whatever. To somebody who... Yeah, just somebody. Yeah. yeah. I, I just pulled I mean, up the FFs. Or, like, whatever. I just pulled up, this is interesting, PFF's uh, quarterback free agency rankings, and, and Brissett and Tannehill surprisingly have two of the best grades as far as clean pocket grade, really good grades. Tannehill's got them in first and second downgrade, but Brissett's got them in standard dropback rate and sack rate as well. So um, it surprised me to see how well both these guys have graded out, but you're right, Brissett actually has graded out Brissett's a little bit better good. in some categories. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Sixth pretty good. in 2022. Sixth amongst quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. There's a really yeah, broken part of me that would just want this to be Nick Mullins so he can get more chaos bozo ball. Well, like, let's uh, just go that, if we're going to go that route, you can get James. If we're going to go that route, you got to go we James. We have James at home. Give me James. And Mullins is under contract. We forget well, that. Also, fewer hey, no, fewer mutinies per game. Hold on. Instead of, well, I mean, Gardner Minshew also plays a bit of chaos ball, right? You could bring in, yeah. you can get That'd be fine. Nick, Nick Mullins and Gardner could compete, but instead of picking the better quarterback, you'd pick the more chaotic one. I, I love which Jameis. Well, Jameis is the most Mullen. chaotic. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, James yeah. If you bring in Jameis, no competition. But if you bring in Gardner, uh, Gard Gardner, Gardner Minshew, you end up with uh, you end up with a, a genuine chaos competition. I think Jameis yeah. is the guy I'm starting a petition for. When he hangs it up, he needs his own rea reality TV show, like his sound bites and just yeah, like trash reality. Yes, <laughs> he yeah. he is that guy, like man. a Love Island type of yeah, 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 Anything. yeah. Just a, a budget of six dollars, just a camera in a room. <laughs> yep, yep. I love him, and that's James what's good about future, it. Yeah, yeah. Jameis has a future on like the NFL today. Like he's going to be on a panel as the guy who says crazy stuff. Um, his oh, YouTube uh, film analysis arc is going to be awesome. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah, yeah. The next JT O'Sullivan. I, I, um, I, I might prefer Kurt that Bankert. over like Kurt Bankert. Yeah. <laughs> this, uh, this is devastating, but we've run out of time to discuss DJ Wanham's future, so you'll have oh, to no. live in suspense. Uh, so until might the Monday. Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> To hear about whether they bring back the injured DJ Wanham. We love you, DJ. Just we're not going to talk about you today. Um, Justin Jefferson took up a lot of time. That was worthwhile. Ron Johnson from Mexico and uh, QB discussion. All good stuff. Johnson from Mexico. Sorry. <laughs> talk to you Monday on, Monday on the Minnesota Football Party. Thanks for watching and listening. See you later.